The biggest tire sale of the year could only happen at Big O Tires, but you've only got two weeks to get two free tires. That's right, two free tires when you buy two now at Big O Tires through September 9th. Just buy two select tires and you'll receive two free with the purchase of a one-year alignment and tire protection package. That's half off your tires at Big O Tires. It's the biggest tire sale of the year through September 9th only. Buy two tires, get two free. Now at Big O Tires. Big on service, guaranteed low prices. For the location nearest you, go to BigOtires.com. Today's Sports BKC is a Facebook Live that occurred at our sponsor, Big O Tires. The A-team of Brooke Pryor, Vahe Gregorian, Sam Mellinger, and me, Blair Kirkhoff, were in Independence to talk Chiefs. Hey, everybody. We are live from Big O Tires in Independence. I almost said Lenexa. That's where we were last week. We're going to be at different locations every week. This week, we're at Independence. I'm Kansas City Star Chiefs beat writer, Brooke Pryor. I've got Blair Kirkhoff to this side. Vahe right here, Vahe Gregorian, got to know his last name, and Sam Mellinger. We're just going over Alex Gordon's appearance last night, but we're actually here to talk Chiefs. Uh, and there's a little bit of news, which happened yesterday uh, when we got there for the press conference. You know, it's kind of a, a sparse room. There weren't many people there. And Ted Cruz, PR director, walks in. And right behind him is Rick Burkholder, the head athletic trainer for the Chiefs. And when you see Rick walk into a press conference, it's never good. Good things are ne- – he's not going to walk in and say, hey, guys, don't worry, nobody's hurt, we're all fine. <laughs> Instead, he walked in and told us that not one, not two, but three Chiefs were having surgery today, some more significant than others, some more of a surprise than others. Uh, we learned first Marcus Kemp is having surgery on an ACL, an MCL tear with a meniscal injury. Then we learned that Breland Speaks is having surgery. He has an MCL sprain and a meniscal injury. And then probably most surprisingly was backup quarterback Chad Henney was having surgery on a fractured ankle uh, that was also sprained. I didn't know you could sprain and fracture an ankle, but he did, and he's having surgery today in Green Bay by Dr. Robert Anderson. His, of course, kind of the most significant of the three, I think, even though he's not the starter, but he is kind of an important safety net. He is now done for a little bit, as far as we know, uh, and now the Chiefs have signed backup Matt Moore, uh, who they actually brought in two off-seasons ago when they were evaluating other veteran quarterbacks. We believe Matt Moore will be at practice today. The official transaction was announced this morning. Sam, what was your reaction when the Chiefs announced, hey, these three guys are out, and now we've got Matt Moore coming in? I guess a tiny bit of surprise, just because, but that's a me thing, just because I think <laughs> once if, if 15 goes out, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, you know, but I think they look at Matt Moore and Chad Henney as relatively similar players, um, guys that, that may be able to get you through a game, a half, two games, maybe um, if if Mahomes sprains his ankle or whatever. But the 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 important thing to me, I've always thought that Chad Henney's value is Monday through Saturday. It's it's in that quarterback room. It's it's being a sounding board of sorts for Pat. You know, he's seen a lot in the league. And, you know, to, I, I've always thought that that's his help and he can still do that. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. But hey, well, well, what did you think? What's the most significant injury of those three? Well, I, I think absolutely, oddly enough, Henny, even though, again, as Sam says, if if you get to that point, there's there's a bigger problem um, if, it, if it comes down to that. And Brooke, you got into this a little bit in your story today. It was kind of a coin toss when they signed Henny. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Which so Dolphins backup quarterback do you want? Yeah, so it's not, I mean, I don't know that it's any profound difference necessarily. And as, as Sam noted also, I mean, 
the, the stabilizing force that, that Henny is, there's no reason that can't still be part of that in the room, so to speak. And I don't know, I don't know much about the personality that'll be new to the team now. Mm -hmm. But and I was thinking about this as we were getting ready to do this today. Like the the thoughts of the reason why this might matter is just so unspeakable that I <laughs> I don't even believe in jinxes and I'm not gonna talk about it. I, I, I just so the opposite of speaking all. into existence, silence it into not happening. It's yeah, it, that's a really convoluted <laughs> loop for me to start that but I, I'm just getting out. I'm getting out of that. Okay, you're gonna it's, you're gonna yeah. exit. Blair, we knew that Breland Speaks was hurt. He got hurt against the Steelers when Tano, Passanio, they both beat their men around the edge and were both going after quarterback Josh Dobbs. And instead of hitting Dobbs, Tano hit Breland Speaks and Breland immediately grabbed his knee. We've seen him at practice. He hasn't been participating. How much of a loss is it for the Chiefs to be without Breland Speaks for, I mean, I think it's going to be at least a couple months this year. Yeah, it's a loss. Uh, he's a guy that was going to be in part of the rotation. Well, I don't think he was going to start, but he was going to be part of the rotation. And we had seen in training camp, he'd reshaped his body, you know, lost a little weight, uh, was one of the players that we thought was going to benefit from the changing defensive alignment. Um, and, uh, and, and he appeared to be headed in that, in that direction. Now he's not going to be with him, and I, I think it opens the door for Tano Passanio to, to be more of a regular player for the Chiefs. He, he also having a very good training camp. So, but, man, to, to go out because of a collision with a, with a teammate, that's, uh, that, that's tough. It's funny how Andy Reid was kind of coy about Breland Speaks' injury this week in practice. We, uh, he was asked about Speaks wasn't dressing out. And mm -hmm. at the time, we, after the game, we just thought it was – you know, he'll be back, knee sprain, he'll be right. back. Turned out to be much worse than, than we believed. And, um, you know, on, on, the, on the podcast, on the Sportsbeat podcast yesterday, I rated the, the level of surprise uh, from the announcement yesterday, one being not surprised, 10 being very surprised. I gave the Kemp a one. We knew about right. Kemp, right? right? I mean, when you tear an ACL, MCL. You, and we knew you pretty know. immediately. Yes, exactly. Um, but Speaks, but in the middle, uh, we knew he was hurt. We just didn't know the extent. But we didn't know about Chad Henney. I, I didn't have my binoculars on the play where he was hurt. But he, he gets up from the sack, and he's limping, mm -hmm. and, um, and goes to the sideline, and he comes out. And so that it, this is early in the second quarter. And Kyle Shermer comes in, and I'm thinking, wow, that's interesting that Andy wants to get Shermer in quickly and finish two and a half quarters with Shermer and Linton. And I just thought, hmm, I, I, didn't, I didn't think he was hurt. We didn't see on the sideline that he was getting treatment. Right. But turns out he was hurt pretty, pretty significantly. Right. <laughs> well, especially because Chad Henney, I think, has got even fewer snaps than Mahomes. Yeah, it was sort of consistent with the way right. it's it's been, mm -hmm. right? So I mean, like, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, another course. series for him. They, they want to get the, the kids the, the look. But I want to go back to one thing that you brought up, the Andy being coy on injuries. I mean, I heard you that is, he's a little that. bit of a, a master at that, isn't he? I mean, he's, he's got the he poker is, face. He's always the master. I, I don't think he knew exactly the extent. Right. And so he didn't want to he – he, he'll never say, you know, could be bad, stay tuned. You know, it, it <laughs> yeah. some, words to that effect. But his understatement now has become an ominous thing. When he's, like, understating, you're like, huh, mm -hmm. I guess he's done forever. His line, <laughs> I don't know if you guys were there, but his line was, hey, I'm not a doctor. Remember he said that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. He's, no, he's no. not. But look, uh, I'm reminded of last year at this time when, when we were literally day-to-day -day with Eric Berry for three months. <laughs> and, sure. and, it, it, and and you're right. To your point, Blair, though, that, that's, that's worth making the distinction. I, I don't think he's being deceptive, but I think he always understates it. 
Right. Well, right? because Sammy I mean, Watkins' injury wasn't supposed to be a big deal right. in Cleveland, and then we saw him limping right. out on his way, I think, to get an x-ray. And then we didn't see him again until, what, the playoffs? Yeah. It, it had been yeah. a while. And I'm surprised Andy doesn't play the doctor card, what with his mom having been a radiologist and everything. <laughs> but, you know. I'll say this, though, and I've heard this from other teams, that the Chiefs are the only or one of the few that actually brings a trainer out to a podium mm -hmm. to describe an injury. You can't ask Rick Burkholder questions, but at least you get accurate, you know, injury right. identification. Right. And that's, you know, that's a good, I think that's a good thing by the Chiefs. It's a little bit of a tease, though, because he starts, you know, explaining things and be like, but what about this? What's the timetable for that injury? How long is it going to take before he's, you know, back in, in the form that he needs to be in to play to contribute? And so then we're all kind of left guessing and speculating. And it'd be nice if we could just get like that one extra nugget of information. But it is a step ahead of uh, what I learned from Dr. Mellinger next to me, the, the Twitter medical degree. It is, <laughs> it is, it is a lot better than that. Um, yes. So many people have that degree. I think we'll get the timetable today, perhaps. Think so? yeah. I think, well, Andy Reid's going to speak today, so it's he'll get the question anyway. <laughs> With Rick Still not a doctor, though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, not only were there those injuries today when the Chiefs announced that Matt Moore was signing, put John Lovett on IR because he's put on IR before week one, his season is done. I mean, we it seems like the shoulder injury, again, more serious than initially stated, um, and it may have been the same shoulder that he hurt in college. Does he seem like the latest IR stash that the Chiefs, it seems like every year, there's one guy, Byron Pringle was last year. Is he the, the newest guy to, to join that club? He could be. I, I think he is potentially a good fit for them going for, You know, he may hold some value in 2020 going forward. I don't think it's like Byron Pringle. You know, I think they really, really like Byron Pringle. Mm -hmm. You know, I think Pringle was going to make the Had plans for Byron Pringle. You know, right. I, I think they've said that, if not publicly, at least, you know, in, in a way that we're pretty <laughs> sure Byron Pringle would have made the 53 yeah. last year. Uh, love it. I'm not sure this year if, if he would have made it. So it's, it's a little bit you know, a, a different level, maybe maybe a little bit like Tyler Bray and his uh, sprained ankle that, that put him put him on IR for years. It's closer to that class than, yeah. uh, than Byron Pringle, but yeah. You know, it, it's funny, this makes me think of, few people in any sport really address this, but Danny Duffy of the Royals, I remember him talking about like not wanting to be put on the phony, <laughs> phony injury list, the, mm -hmm. the 15 day or whatever. and. Uh, I just admire that candor. We, yeah. and we don't. Nobody's really ever that direct uh, yeah. with this stuff, yeah. especially in football. Hey, yeah. so can we? There's, there's actually uh, in the Andy Reid tenure in Kansas City, there's an example of the backup quarterback being needed for, you know, for an emergency, you know, pinch hit, and that happened in 2016 when Alex Smith bumped his head. I believe that was the it was a head injury. Not a concussion. Yeah. A, a bleeding injury. ear, <laughs> right. I think, was the... Uh, yes. And I believe it was called Head Trauma Stadium in Indianapolis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and the Chiefs had signed Nick Foles uh -huh. in the preseason, and Nick Foles was was the backup. So they got... Uh, Foles finished that Colts game. I, I, Smith actually came back in the game after he was taken <laughs> out originally. Sure got did. hit again, and Foles finished the game, and then he was the winning pitcher against, I think, Jacksonville in a, in a tough game the following week. So they did get, you know, they got exactly what they wanted from a veteran backup quarterback that season yeah. in, in that instance. And I think that's the only time that they, Andy's had to go to that. Um, there were those two other years where 
Chase Daniel finished a game, but that was because one year Alex Smith was hurt or had the the uh, the last was it the uh, kidney or uh, spleen spleen, Wasn't spleen it? injury, and the other spleen. one they had clinched their playoff spot, and yeah. Chase Daniel went ahead and just finished the season for him. Yeah, but to, to, you know. So Matt Moore comes in and he's he's going to have a specific role. He you know be ready for yeah. for that midseason injury. No kidding. So is he is he going to play? Uh, that that was my play next Thursday. Question. Yeah. I mean, you kind of need him to, and yet That's is he crazy. ready to? I right. Yeah, right. I don't know. How, I, mean, I don't know how you could do that. And if he doesn't, I mean, what? I'm kind of at a loss uh, to sign him this close. We thought during when we were talking with Patrick and and uh, Eric Bieniemy yesterday. The announcement had just been made that Chad Henney's ankle was broken. So all of a sudden, all of our questions are turning toward, like, well, can Kyle Schirmer be the backup? How about Chase Litton? Are one of them going to make the 53? Now it kind of seems like we're back to them fighting for a practice squad spot. So who does this game matter to most, the the fourth preseason game? It, it seems like it could be one of these quarterbacks, but who who stands to benefit most from this preseason game? Well, you know, I don't know. We're so focused on the quarterbacks. I do wonder if there's other positions like that that are going to be more of a factor in games, right? I mean, I, I'm not sure who's going to find a way to stand out or what who, who that person is. I really don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know who's going to play, for one thing. Um, but I think there's probably other position battles that are going to matter more in the day-to-day. Now I want you guys to tell us who. Well, let's, let's stay, on the, <laughs> stay on the quarterback for a second. I mean, it, I think Shermer and Linton are going to get all the snaps in Green Bay, and I wouldn't be surprised if Shermer starts because he was in before Linton on, on Saturday against the 49ers. And he's been taking the third-team reps yeah. more than Linton has in practice. And I thought he looked good, actually. He had a touchdown drive, the one that ended with the Pringle touchdown. Um, that was Shermer and took him down the field. It was a 97-yard drive, I believe. And Shermer's surprisingly impressed me. I, I didn't expect much from him. You just thought, you know, he and, you know, there's a – family relationship there, maybe doing dad a favor. Shermer is, I think he's outplayed Linton. Their stats are pretty similar in the preseason. Um, uh, one's 21 for 36, the other's 19 for 36. Linton's thrown a couple touchdowns, but he's also thrown a pick. I, I think- But just kind of the eye test. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, I think Shermer, Linton, Linton's got the great arm, he does. He's, he's got a terrific arm, but I think Shermer's just been a little bit better. I, I, I think that if, you know, if, if this preseason game is a, a is part of it is about who, if we're going to pick between those two, I, I think Shermer's the one that's going to get the call. It's, it's our, yeah, they can't keep both of them, right? Like that that, that would be a major surprise. Right, right. So you, you wouldn't it's keep them. Both. It's um, is it four running backs or three? You know, Carlos Hyde. Right. Is it, is it nine is it, offensive linemen or eight? Yeah. You know? right. Six receivers or seven. Yep. Um, I, I wonder too. We talked. Uh, maybe this was so far back it was in St. Joe, but I've always wondered about Xavier Williams' spot. On, on the 53, and I wonder if Breland speaks, makes it easier for him. You know, that that maybe makes this week and, and going forward a little bit more important for him, maybe opens the door a little bit, mm -hmm. if, if it was 10% shut or whatever. Well, so let's get to a couple of questions related to that. Brian asks, with speaks likely out for several weeks, I'd say several months, uh, does and Saunders developing slowly? Does Veach now try to trade for another defensive lineman? I wouldn't think so. I, I don't think so. I still think they've got depth there. Right, they've got I Justin mean, I, Hamilton I and Xavier Williams. There are other positions right. for which a trade would be more likely. But one point here, um, much like I, I guess I said the same thing um, after Pittsburgh with Marcus Kemp going down. You know that that was those are the two positions of depth. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know I think that. Um, 
you know, losing speaks for a while. And, and like he says, like Colin Saunders, but, you know, maybe it makes it a little bit more difficult, you know, a, a bigger bite mm -hmm. to trade from that position. So not only would he be evaluating a trade, but a couple of people have mentioned that today, this morning, the Vikings released Ben A. Ben Wickery, <clears throat> whose nickname, Order. according to Pro Football Reference, is Big Play Ben A., which I had not heard of until right <laughs> That's now. That's wrong. Uh, <laughs> he has, in his career, he's played 54 games, has three interceptions. He's been with, he was with the Panthers for three seasons, Cowboys for a season, and then spent 2018 with two different teams, Arizona and Oakland. He played 11 games in Arizona, four with Oakland. So he makes big plays. It's a lot of teams, too. That is, it's a lot of teams. He's bounced <laughs> around a bit. Which, well, one, which one carries the most weight here? Is he, is, he, is, he, is there a reason he's on a lot of teams? I mean, I remember him when he was with the Panthers. I can't tell you that I remember much after that. But you know what? Matt Moore was a backup for the Panthers. So, hey, let's just add some more guys who played Instead of just recycling old, old Chiefs. Yeah. Bring it in. <laughs> I don't know. Panthers. Do you guys want to make a call for another old Chief that they could bring in and then maybe he'll appear at practice Yeah, who's old, chi old Chief of the week? D'Anthony Thomas. Wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Zombo? No. You know, it, it, the, the corner is the position that cor – <laughs> cornerback's the position where I think that they – if. If, if they're going to trade for – like they did last year with Charverius – the trade that brought Charverius Ward here, um, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw some, something along those lines. You know, they, I go into this last game thinking players like Mark Fields and Demontre Wade, uh, um, Rashad Fenton, although I, they'll keep him because he's draft pick, uh, rookie draft pick. But I, I think we're going to see a pretty good if, – if the Chiefs don't already have their 53 in mind today, I, I think that that could be a battle for yep. uh, a, a final last impression. Where, where, where are they with Claiborne? What, what, well, what? Well, he, I mean, he played some of the third preseason game. That was his first action. You have to think he's going to play in the fourth before he goes to his four-week exile. Uh, I think they'd let box. it fly with him. He, yeah. he, he might play a lot. Yeah. There's no reason not to. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. 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 He'll go to. The, he He'll be to, the most veteran guy on that field, right? By There's a lot. the penalty box for a month, and yeah. so that's the Chiefs will keep a corner that they'll probably yeah. end up can't practice. I mean, that's important. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yep. So I think what that does that mean that they end up keeping both Demontre Wade and Herb Miller because I mean, who else? Yeah. Who else are you going to keep? Right. I, I I think Herb Miller has done enough in preseason to be on the be strongly considered for the fifty three as as an undrafted free agent. So that's that's one to. Again, that's just to me the cornerback position uh, is, is one to. If you're looking for things to watch because you know you're not seeing the starters play, it's watch for corners, watch the quarterback play, obviously, tight end. Did um, they go? Did they go right to uh, Herb Miller when Breland got hurt the other night? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah Herb Miller was the first one. And on, they so. moved guys because yeah, as Blair noticed during the game, was it Charverius that was on the left? Or? Yes, they they switched sides. Right. Um, uh, Rashard Breeland and, and Charvarius Ward switch sides to start the game. I, I don't know if that's just to just to get them acclimated to you know to, to if that happens in a game, but I, I just thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. And I, then they switched back when Breeland went out and was yeah. hurt and brought in Herb Miller. Yep. So one question that I have that's um, topical, I guess, and who doesn't love talking about jerseys and gear and all that stuff? But Oakley is now what the official partner or sponsored by. Their visors are now allowed on the field during games. And we saw Patrick Mahomes practice with a visor, take it off, put it on again, take it off again. I think we're going to see Mahomes come out with a visor week one in Jacksonville. I, I don't know, but it, I, I, I've been asking myself this question for a while now. And, and there's probably 
an infinity level he can still go. But I do wonder about the saturation level of exposure of Patrick now. I mean, I have he was on Times Square last night when they. I think it was like 9 p.m. They had like a Times Square NFL Oakley takeover, and like it from the videos that I saw on Instagram and social media, just. It was Mahomes and some other guys also, some other prominent NFL players. But, of course, the one I noticed is the quarterback that we see every day. Well, he's, like, getting to be a human billboard, and, and, and I get you can't see him enough right now, but I, I do here. I do wonder here, right? Yeah, that, and I guess that's part of the point here. And you guys can answer this way better than I can, but I, I think I know the answer. But has there been anybody here with that kind of national branding exposure ever? <laughs> The last time, I think, um, with the Chiefs anyway, that was close was Tony Gonzalez. And this is three levels above that, I would think, already. And, and we've talked about this on, on the show before. Like, with, with, with Tony Gonzalez, there was always a little element of, he's not of us. He is not like Kansas City. He's a little bit too... Doesn't live here you know, in the offseason. And, right? and I think with, with Patrick, there's zero of that. You know, he is, is fully embraced. Some of that is the position. Some of that is just... The, the way he carries himself, the way he talks to people, all that. But, uh, you know, I, I, th- I don't think there is an oversaturation. The oversaturation point with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City does not exist. It, it will not. <laughs> no. It will not. Ever. <laughs> uh, but I think nationally, yeah. you know, yeah. they might be getting there. He, well, um, and if it's not oversaturation, is there a concern that he could, I don't know, maybe be burned out by all of this? I mean, what's the effect on him? Granted, you would think during the season he's not doing all the ads, but – this offseason, did he get to have much of an offseason? It seemed like he was filming commercial after commercial, taking photos for billboards, filming with, you know, Bleach Report at Google Nest in his home and redoing his sneaker closet. What kind of toll can this take on a guy during the season? I don't know. We don't know the answer to that because it's never happened to anyone around here. He will, he is the, you know, the lab, you know, representative on this. One so. of one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, right. But, but I do think, well, go ahead, Blake. Well, I was going to say, I was going to add to the list. I, I saw a preview of the, of NBC's Sunday Night Football ad yesterday, and he's a big part of that along with the So d- Sunday d- Ticket d- and now d- NBC Sunday other players. Night. He had to go to Atlanta to film that because they filmed it inside, uh, uh, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I, there's a school of thought where you strike while the iron's hot. Take advantage of every opportunity that, that you can. Um, Sam wrote about his his agency, and you know, I'm sure they're part steering him in the right direction. I was struck by, um, you know, talking to Mark Donovan and the Chiefs in the preseason about how much they've aligned Patrick Mahomes with Chiefs sponsors. Um, you know, he's, he's doing, um, he's, he's, a, he's the pitch man or the spokesperson for a lot of companies that, that also advertise with the Chiefs, did so with the Chiefs before Mahomes uh, was, was who he is now. So it is a, look, he's, um, he's out there. He's out there, man, in a big way. <laughs> well, Alice brings up an interesting point in the Facebook Live comments and says, I don't think it's good for the game or the players to make these guys into human billboards or human gods. At least if fans going nuts when they make decisions like Luck did this past weekend when he decided to retire. Mm. It makes people think we own them. That's interesting. Which is kind of an interesting point. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. I, I both agree and disagree with what he or she, she, she Alice, with yeah. what she said. Um, I disagree that it's not good for the game. I think that's part of the reason to do it, to create these personalities that, that, that people can connect with. I think that's fundamentally good for the game. Um, the second part I wholeheartedly agree with, that it does create, not for everybody, uh, not for all fans, but for some that, that, that we do own them. 
that we are entitled to something. I and, think, and that he owes them. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Not, I think yeah. part of that, I don't want to get into a whole big thing, but part <laughs> of that we saw when Andrew Luck is walking off the field yeah. the other night. Right. He's getting booed. And that was in the moment. Um, I, th- I do think that a lot of those fans, if not all of them, would like to have that back and would react differently today with, with some time to think. But I just, that's a symptom. You know, that's a symptom. It right. does create something. I, I think she makes a really good point about that. Mm-hmm. Well, we're in a, I mean, we're in a different time we're with different um, fans have, maybe this is the right way to say it, but fans can interact with players in a way that they they didn't before. Social media. I mean, yeah. social media is a, a way for an audience or fans to react to uh, athletes or celebrities or people in the, in the, in the uh, public eye. And what we saw with Andrew Luck was totally, you're right, in the moment. I, I, I've heard the day after the Andrew Luck announcement, I heard so many people say, well, that, you know, that's not how Indianapolis, that the vibe in Indianapolis the next day wasn't that. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't uh, you know, we hate Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. It was a, a, more of an appreciation yeah. mm-hmm. for, uh, for his eight, whatever it was, eight seasons in, in Indy. So, but I go back to the, I did a story last week and we all talked to Patrick, um, uh, you know, up in St. Joe. It's different for him now going around in Kansas mm-hmm. City and uh, he's, he can't, he can't just wander into a restaurant or, or a game. He, it needs to be set up and structured. And and I don't remember that ever happening to mm-hmm. for, for a Kansas City athlete. Well, even well, at the at the sports commission dinner, that's right, which was unusual. Patrick was honored at the uh, by the Kansas City Sports Commission and had security guards with him. Yeah, wow. flanking him, both flanking him, and, and you know not. And that's like a controlled dinner that you had to like buy tickets to, right? Yeah. yeah. And this was for a VIP type of setting. It was a pre you know, uh, dinner uh, meeting. And so, yeah, he had he had both, you know, guys that we see often at, at, at Arrowhead Stadium with him. Well, and, you know, and part of the, oh, go ahead, Brooke. No, no, you go ahead. Well, just part of the reason for that also is Patrick's people will tell you that if he doesn't have somebody saying no, he'll, <laughs> yes. he'll be there the whole time. And that, that right. is, that's a real thing, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's my understanding that that uh, his longtime girlfriend, Brittany Matthews, is a, is a naysayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, his brother Jackson apparently doesn't doesn't mind telling people to buzz off. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to have people like that around. And because you. he would he would just stop and talk to everybody. That, right. That that I think is very sign every autograph. Yep. Yeah. You know he just is that pose for every photo. He just seems like that kind of dude. Well, you know it's funny. I was at Popeyes after practice last week. <laughs> as <laughs> as you do, the chicken sandwich is really good. That's a that's a free plug. Go get it. Um, but we were eating and noticed. You know, a couple Chiefs players ended up walking in. And so then we started to joke, who's the least likely Chiefs player to walk in? Obviously, it's Patrick. Because the guys who came in, when we walked in, Chase Linton was in the dining room and kind of popped his head around. I don't know if he had just seen or if he had looked at the line and said, no way is he going to wait in that. But then Damian Williams came in, and then McCole Hardman, and then Bashad Breland. Nobody paid them any attention. I mean, they were just like regular dudes waiting in line. Nobody said anything about anything. At, at the end, while they were waiting for their food, because there was a 30-minute wait between ordering and getting the sandwich, very high demand. At the end, some people started to kind of go up and notice and be like, hey, aren't you? And can I get a picture? But for the most part, nobody paid them any mind. But can you imagine if Patrick Mahomes had walked in there? Popeye's was already pandemonium. It would have just been chaos. Yeah. Well, that's his fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there's been many quarterbacks that have played here, and they can go get their sandwich whenever they want. I've heard it said, though, from pro athletes that I've known that Kansas City is very – it's it's friendly toward the pro athlete here. That You don't get bothered in the restaurants. They, people are polite enough to wait until after you've eaten to – 
uh, to approach you for you know for a photo. I, I was in a I was in Q39 a couple of years ago, and Travis Kelsey was there with a group. We were sitting right next to him, and people knew he was there, and people kind of gawked a little bit, but they left him alone the mm -hmm. entire meal. And and when it was over, you know, a couple of people came over and wanted autographs, and he was he was great with it. And I just thought that, you know, at the time Kelsey was still he was a popular guy, really mm -hmm. popular guy, but and in a popular restaurant, and people left him alone. Mm -hmm. I don't think that would happen with Patrick. Well, Bones. no, I mean, no. you have news stories about different. where he lives and, you know, <laughs> yeah. his house and his address being published. And that that kind of thing feels very L.A. where, you know, you have a, a tour of the stars' homes. I think well, in Kansas City, there'd be like three homes on that list. You made me think of drive the, back and forth in front of Patrick's house. The experience we had last year with him at, at the hospital when he's over at KU Med. Mm -hmm. I mean, it had to be a thousand people, by the way, who were all in the medical profession and there seemed to be a maybe a work stoppage for a little while while, while there wasn't stop bleeding. <laughs> Hold up. Um, and I'm teased, I'm sure everything was well, well uh, attended to. But there sure were a lot of people that seemed to be on break at the same time. Yeah, Actually, I do go there, so oh, yeah. Well, you may have we to wait you. a while next time. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, it's just a human reaction that uh, it, it was pandemonium, to use your word from earlier. Yeah. And that was like four games into his career. Right. Yeah. That, that was a crazy day. Um, well, before we sign off and get over to Chief's facility, let's do a quick Where the Rubber Meets the Road segment, which is brought to you by Big O Tires. The question this week, who is the preseason MVP? I know we still have one game left to go, but counting training camp practices, practices at the Chief's facility in the games, who is your preseason Chief's MVP? Um, so... <laughs> The first person that comes to mind is Andy Reid because he kept Patrick Mahomes healthy. <laughs> like that's really the answer. But um, second, I don't know if this is too obvious to say, but Darwin Thompson has made, you know, I, I think gained the most capital um, during this preseason, both in, in in camp and during games. That's a good way of putting it. I'll uh, I'll I'll go with Tano Passanio because I I think his um, we, we, he's always had the the size, the physical abil ability. He is now in a uh, defense that will take advantage of that. And, and, and when you think of Colin Saunders, you, you should think of Tano's Passigno, who came from an FCS-level yep. school, yep. didn't have the competition, was bigger, stronger than everybody he was playing against. And it took him a year to develop and to kind of grow into an NFL player. Colin Saunders is off to a slow start with the Chiefs. Um, but... Uh, but he played at Western Illinois, didn't play against the competition that he needs. He, he needs the year to grow into and become an NFL player. So I think we're going to see good things from Tano Passanio. You know, he um, he's had one sack, I think, in the preseason, but he's been a disruptive guy. And um, it, it's, it's a nice thing happening to a good guy. I, I like those answers better than the one I'll come up with. But I, I, two things. One, um, McColl, Mecole, Hardman. Or it's the other way around on the air quotes part, mm -hmm. whatever the nickname is based on the improper yeah. pronunciation. I feel like he's shown me something. I know he's got a ways to go in terms of his learning, but but I like what he's done athletically, especially that catch at Pittsburgh, that, that, that touchdown mm -hmm. yeah. at Pittsburgh. It's good um, too. And uh, I think also there's we've seen nothing that tells us that Patrick Mahomes isn't still uh, incredible. And so, I mean, I, I would still suggest that that allows him to be the MVP of the preseason. Well, five, uh, five series for Patrick Mahomes yeah. in, in the starting offense in the preseason. I bet Andy Reid's never had a preseason where he had his starting quarterback play yeah. just five series. And how many, like 14 passes total? No, a little more, maybe 17. Uh, 19. 19. Uh, eight 19. or 10, and then 
Okay. Four, and then nine in the previous yeah. two games. 203 okay. yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Now, you know. <laughs> what, did you look up his numbers from last, last preseason? No. Well, but we know he, 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 <laughs> he, he played the entire first half in, in, in preseason kids. game two, and he played into the third quarter yeah. in preseason yeah. game three. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys all took my answers. So I started out <laughs> started out with Darwin Thompson. And I was like, all right, I'm going to pick Tano. And then Blair said Tano. And I was like, all right, fine, McColl. And then you picked McColl. So, uh, I mean, you know what? If, if we combine some of the cornerbacks, I don't know, maybe like Herb Wade instead of Herb Miller and Demontre Wade. <laughs> the two of them combined have had a pretty good preseason. I think Demontre Wade was kind of the, the training camp darling. It was the surprise at corner. Early on, for sure. Right, and now he's kind of faded, and now we've seen her Miller come up and have a pretty good uh, – he's been performing well under the lights, which I would argue is more important than being kind of the, the flash early in training camp. And I think one of those guys has a good chance to make the roster, uh, maybe both with Maurice Clay or Morris Clay, Mo Claiborne's uh, – <laughs> <laughs> Mo Claiborne's suspension uh, to start the season. So, can I say one more? Picks. I think Reggie Ragland has looked faster and quicker this year. I, I don't know if that's health. I don't know if it's scheme. I don't know if it's both. But he looks kind of out of place at times, just whiffing on tackles mm-hmm. and slow to get over. And look, it's just preseason, but he looks a little bit faster. I think so too. Well, on that note, we're going to sign off from here. Practice starts in about 20 minutes, uh, just down the road from us at Arrowhead at their practice facility. So we're going to sign off here, get over there so we can see if Mahomes, A, has a visor, if Matt Moore is practicing, uh, and other fun things from a fast Tuesday. Normally be fast Friday, but this is their last practice before the fourth preseason game. We'll be back uh, in Green Bay, maybe in the car from Green Bay to Milwaukee sometime late Thursday night. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys soon. Links to our stories can be found in the show notes on KansasCity.com, Facebook.com slash Red Zone Extra, and the Red Zone Extra app. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, help us out by rating and reviewing Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to producers Leah Becerra and Kathy Liu, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk sports in Kansas City. Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKCOffer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening.